1: Hi folks, be sure to visit my website at dr-history.com for a short personal video message, to listen to the latest stories, and to leave a comment.
0: Right now he is here with all of his radiant glory. And he has a doorman that, uh, when he opens the door of his pickup, comes over and polishes the door handle so everything remains shiny and gleamy. Here he is, Doctor
1: History. Zeb, you didn't mention the red carpet that you roll out.
0: Yeah, I know. For me, the dog ate it. No,
1: oh, okay. <laughs> so I got to say hi uh, to a couple of people. Zeb uh, Scott in New Mexico.
0: Scott in New Mexico.
1: In New Mexico, and he suggested a story, and I haven't looked. Looked it up yet? A story about starvation peak, and I don't know anything about it. Boy, but
0: you got me on that. Just
1: Scott, I am going to check that out, and I have to have to also recommend uh, uh, thank Jeff, who was one of the ones. The, and he's been a long time listener. Uh I've heard quite a bit from Jeff, good good listener. He's one that also suggested the story on Bass Reeves which we did.
0: Oh yeah. I so, enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was that was fun.
0: Every time I, there ought to be a ballad, a country song that says Bass Reeves. Bass Reeves.
1: <laughs> well, I've never heard you sing, Zeb, and I don't don't know that I want
0: to. Well, I don't really care that I take your uh, your negative impact on my program. Goodbye. <laughs> well, you and I probably wouldn't make the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, right? Well, you know, we're not that bad. I bet you if we tried real hard, we wouldn't chase that many cats away.
1: <laughs> I don't know. You know. What
0: are we going to talk about okay. today?
1: Well, before I start, I've got to say this. I have now been to a professional recording studio, and I have recorded... <clears throat> I've recorded the first four chapters of my book. Really? And uh, this guy that's helping me is putting sound effects to it and one thing or another. So I think it's when I finally get this book all recorded, I'll have it in the written form. What's it going to be called? It's going to be called From Coal Miner to Cowboy. Really? My Journey. Wow. A story about a guy named John T. Radmore. And they're putting sound effects behind yeah. it. And, oh, it's yeah. wonderful. You yeah. did fact, this down it, in Salt Lake, right? Yeah. In fact, if we have a minute after the show, I'll let you listen to about a minute of it.
0: Oh, man, I'll tell you what. That's impressive. Now, be honest. Be honest. Okay. Because I've done tons of voiceovers for major commercials on television and everything else. How many takes did you have to take?
1: (laughs) Zeb, you've heard me on this show. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. Okay. All right. right. So I'm going to tell you a story today about a guy, and I'm going to bet most people have never heard of this guy. His name is Cherokee Bill. Cherokee Bill, I never have, okay, well, so Cherokee Bill he can be compared to John Dillinger and Pretty Boy Floyd in the 19, of the nineteen thirties, but like these men, he did get a lot of national press for his uh, exploits, and the well-known uh, New York Times actually had a running commentary on his actions and his deeds in the Indian Territory. Really? And Cherokee Bill was actually every bit as colorful and outrageous as any criminal on the western frontier, and maybe even more so. But here again, here's a guy that, uh, for whatever reason, kind of drifted off and not much heard about him. Hmm. Now, there were a few things about him that made him kind of unique uh, for a famous kind kind of desperado. First and foremost, he was actually part uh, Cherokee. He was a citizen of the Cherokee Nation, so uh, kind of a mixed-blood type guy, okay? Now, Billy the Kid was remembered and immortalized in books and films in the 20th century, but this did not occur for Cherokee Bill, just not quite the romantic type outlaw. Was he jealous? I don't think he... I don't know. He doesn't say that he was jealous. I see. Okay. <laughs> Now, the boldest and the most brazen robbery by Cherokee Bill and the Cook Gang occurred on Monday morning, July 30th, 1894, when the gang robbed the Lincoln County Bank in Chandler, Oklahoma Territory. Have you been to Chandler or heard of it? I
0: I have, but when you said Lincoln County, I would have almost thought you were going to be talking about New Mexico.
1: Well, uh, Oklahoma Territory. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but Chandler was the county seat of Lincoln County, which uh, that's, yeah, and then we got get into the Bill Tillman and, yeah. and the sheriff of uh, Lincoln County. Anyway, so at about 10 o'clock on that morning, that July morning, five heavily armed cowboys rode into town from the northeast, coming down Manville Avenue to 7th Street, where they turned and went into an alley. They rode behind Fletcher's hardware store and stopped at the rear of the Lincoln County Bank where they got off their horses. Now, I'm going to, there's a newspaper article, and I'm going to read what they said because of the unique uh, terms that they used Uh in in that article. So here's what the Guthrie Daily Leader newspaper earlier on August 1st said on the front page story. And in the headlines it says, Dastardly deed of demons. The Lincoln County Bank at Chandler looted. A citizen ruthlessly slain. Now doesn't well, that get your attention? They
0: really used a colorful verbiage back yeah, in Yeah, that was days. the headline. Dastardly deed. Yeah, deeds. dastardly
1: deed of demons. Yeah. Of demons. Oh, yes. Yeah. So here it goes. Here's their story. Chandler, Oklahoma, July 31st. The quiet and serenity of this little uh, city was rudely disturbed yesterday morning. Rudely. Rudely. (laughs) By a bold bank robbery. Uh At about 9 o'clock, five horsemen, dressed as typical cowboys and heavily armed, rode into town from the north along the street east of the courthouse. And turning down the alley back of Fletcher's hardware store, Proceeded to the rear of Lincoln County Bank where they dismounted.
0: That had to be told. I mean, well, they sure. had to say they dismounted. Oh, sure. Yeah, okay. yeah, because
1: you wouldn't. You yeah. know, you have to know that. Yeah, yeah very important. Yes. And it continues. One of the men held the horses while two entered the building from the rear and one from the front entrance simultaneously, <laughs> while another remained on the guard on the outside. Oh, boy. Mr. Harvey Key, president of the bank, was at the teller's window when one of the men stepped up and presenting a Winchester said, say you darn son of a gun.
0: <laughs> now, I would assume that uh, you're reading this exactly, exactly as verbatim it, as to how it really happened.
1: Well, all I can tell you is, is there's some blanks. I, <laughs> <laughs> And he said, you son of a gun, shell out your cash and be darned quick about it. Darn, darn quick yes about siree, it. Yes, sirree, Bob. At dastardly, the, deed. D- dastardly deed. Dastardly <laughs> deed. At the same time, noticing OB Key, the cashier. Now the story continues. Oh, boy. The third bandit then went to a room in back of Bank Building where F.B. Hoyt lay very sick and compelled him to get to up to open the safe. Mm. Hoyt came in at the point of a Winchester and made an effort to open the safe, but was so nervous that he did not succeed, although being roundly cursed for his delay and having a Winchester snapped in his face once or twice. Exciting, right? The guy was sick and he was at the bank? Yeah. He He lived there or something? I don't know. I think he was sick and went and laid down for a while. So the story continues here from the newspaper. About this time, a shooting commenced on the outside, which so excited the bandits on the inside that they grabbed up up what money they could find on the top of the counter, about $300, and skipped out. They could have gotten $2,000 by pulling out the teller's drawer just below. So the newspaper article continues, On the opposite corner from the Lincoln County Bank, J.B. Mitchell had been sitting. Out in front of his shop and noticing the movements of the bandits called out the Dalton gang in town uh-huh. and got up and started to go into his shop when the fellow in front of the bank called to him to, quote, shut up and sit down.
0: I bet that's what he said.
1: It, that's what it says. It uh-huh. really does. It continues on. And the dastardly it, deed continues. It does. He did not heed the admonition, however, and started to go into his shop when the bandit shot, killing him instantly. Oh, man. The guy sitting across the street. Wow. By this time, there was a general fusillade. Fuselade. <laughs> Between bandits and citizens.
0: That means in layman's terminology, (laughs) there was a whole bunch of shooting going on.
1: Fully 100 shots being fired. Holy cow! As the robbers were mounting to ride off, N.W. Warren, a deputy U.S. marshal, killed one of their horses. But the owner got up behind one of the others and all rode off in the same direction from whence they came. The Creek Country. Sheriff Parker immediately organized a posse and started in pursuit. At the edge of town, another one of their horses was killed. They overtook an old German in a cart, took his horse out of the cart, and rode on. They also made old man Pollard dismount and appropriated his horse also. The sheriff and posse came up on them near Chuckahoe, and a hundred or more shots were fired.
0: There's a whole bunch of lead flying around. Yeah, you know that?
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, can you just imagine sitting reading this newspaper article, Who Zed? Who counted all those shots? I don't know. Oh. But uh, So it keeps going. One of the bandits were shot and taken prisoner. Uh-huh. The others scattered through the woods and were lost track of. I see. The sheriff and posse, feeling that they had achieved enough glory for one day, returned home. The prisoner captured is a young boy of the typical cowboy order. Aged about 21 years, he gives his name as Elmer Lucas. He is shot through the hips, the ball going through his body, making a painful and ugly but not seriously fatal wound. So he got shot through the hips. (laughs) And
0: not fatal. And it wasn't fatal, but they didn't say whether he could walk again. No, no.
1: Mm. Now, he gave the names of the band of outlaws. Oh, boy. Bill Cook. Remember, this is the Cook... Uh, gang. Yeah. Okay. So Bill Cook, Tom Cook, Jack Starr, or he was also known as Cherokee Bill, and the prisoner. He says they are known as the Cook Gang and that he joined them at the ranch in the Creek Nation only last Monday.
0: Oh, boy. So, I'll tell we, you
1: what, what a way to start your employment. Yeah. <laughs> J.B. Stewart, the livery man, says that he remembers that the horse that was killed was put up at his stable last Friday.
0: Uh-huh. It is
1: evident that they were posted because they knew exactly how to get into the rear of the Lincoln County Bank. One of the gang was seen in the rear of Hoffman, Charles and Conklin's Bank about an hour before the holdup. I see. A number remember the fellows loafing around last night, and this morning one of them purchased two or three bottles of whiskey at Reeves' saloon. Uh uh-huh. Mr. Mitchell. The gentleman shot was a quiet, unoffensive citizen aged 53 years. He leaves a wife and two daughters in straitened circumstances. The people are very much worked up over the affair and are in favor of meeting out summary justice to all the gang should they be captured. But as they made directly for their haunts in Creek Country and are now safely hiding in the canyons and caves of that section, there is little hope of capturing them. Let me
0: ask you a question right there. Okay. I'm assuming you're talking about these uh, bank robbers escaped to what was called the Indian Nations at that time, where the
1: law actually couldn't go and get them, could they? I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that works exactly, because the Indian nations also had their own uh, police force. Yeah, well,
0: what I'm saying, like when you watch the old reruns of Gunsmoke and everything, they always talk about uh, uh, cowboy criminals escaping to the nations and Uh hiding out there.
1: Right, yeah. So that's the end of the, the newspaper article. So, as I mentioned... Cher- of
0: the dastardly deed. The
1: dastardly deed, yes. So, Cherokee Bill was, as I mentioned, one of the two outlaws, and he was the one out in front of the bank. So, when J.B. Mitchell started screaming about the bank being held up, Cherokee Bill's the one that called to him to tell him to shut up. And when Mitchell tried to stand up from his chair, Cherokee Bill leveled his Winchester rifle and shot... And this guy was a barber at a distance of about 200 yards. Now, here you go. Tell them about what a great shot Cherokee Bill was. But then later
0: on in the story, you talk about how over 100 bullets and hardly anybody and nobody, got hit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe they were on horseback. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Well, you know, after he shot Mitchell, he staggered a few feet. He fell to the sidewalk right near the corner of his barber shop, And actually, he died within minutes of being shot. So it was obviously a fatal wound. But, and as I mentioned, <clears throat> mentioned, 53 years old and had wow. a wife and two young children. Yeah. So, so when the out- <coughs> excuse me, Seb. when the outlaws came out of the bank, they fired their guns wildly in all directions, and that's probably why there were so many shots being fired. And N.W. Warren, a county deputy sheriff, he actually shot Bill Cook's horse and then Cook mounted up on behind one of the other gang just jumped on behind him yeah. and the gang was you know pursued by the posse put together by Sheriff Claude Parker and again another gunfight took place uh, in some timber east not, east of town not too far out of town then uh, on August 3rd a few days later uh, in 1894 Another newspaper, the Edmund Sun Democrat, said the gun battle lasted for 15 minutes and over 200 shots were exchanged. So, <laughs> wow. you know, who was, who was counting? Yeah, really? Really. You know. I
0: mean, here's 100, 200, yeah. whatever.
1: So one of the gang, this young guy named Elmer Lucas, was wounded and captured, as I said, by the posse. And the rest of the gang was able to escape into the hills. And Lucas was taken back to Chandler, but you know, this was not a friendly place now due to the anger over the death of Mitchell. The people, they were calling for lynching uh, this young man. This
0: kid, yeah. yeah.
1: And so they actually took him to the federal jail at a place called Guthrie, which was the capital of the Oklahoma Territory at the time. So they got him out of of town uh, as quick as they could. But while he was in custody, Lucas named the other members of the gang. According to him, they were Cherokee Bill, that we've talked about, Bill Cook, a guy named Henry Munson, another guy named Jack Starr, Tulsa Jack, and Lon Gordon. Now, under interrogation, Lucas also confessed to involvement in that train robbery the, at a place called Red Rock, mm-hmm. and that had taken place prior. But later, he was transferred to the federal jail at Fort, Fort Smith, Arkansas, where he was indicted for the train robbery and recovered from his wounds, so he got he got over it, but um, On July 31st, Deputy U.S. Marshal Scott Huffvine, an Indian resident of Kellyville, got information that the Cook gang was going to meet on Pole Creek Road in the Creek Nation that we're talking about. To be able to locate the gang, Huffvine got the most famous tracker in the Indian Territory to help him, a guy by the name of Tiger Jack.
0: Tiger Jack. Tiger
1: Jack. And they really had
0: some nicknames did, back in yeah. those days.
1: And he was and I'm not sure if I'm saying this right so folks correct me if I'm wrong. He was an Uchi Indian E U C H E E Uchi. I've never heard that term.
0: I haven't either.
1: Uchi Indian. Huh. And it was a tribe that was actually closely aligned with the Creek Indians. I see. So it must have been just kind of an off-brand. Uh, uh, they Brady.
0: were cousins.
1: Yeah. But anyway, he had worked with quite a few deputy U.S. Marshals, including a guy named Heck Thomas in tracking down Desperados. No, I've heard that name. Yeah, Heck Thomas. He was, uh, I don't remember a lot of detail about him right now. Yeah. But, but Tiger Jack picked up the trail of the gang, but they were too late and the gang got away. So, on August ninth, uh, deputy u s Marshals Jesse Allen and Thompson Pickett, who were also Uchi Indians and members of the Creek Light Horse Police. So this kind of answers your questions about a police force yeah. on, on the uh, uh, in
0: the Indian nation in the Indian yeah. nation
1: and anyway, they located the Cook gang, and with the an aid of a, an Indian posse, Allen and Pickett. Had been hunting the cook gang uh, since the Red Fork robbery, the gang had been hiding out fourteen miles west of a place called sepulpa Creek nation oh
0: yeah yeah I, I know where that is okay. yeah.
1: anyway, uh, they were in the home of a guy named Bill Province, who was an uncle uh, to one of the outlaws well. So it was eight o'clock in the morning. The gang was outside the home washing up when the posse, about a dozen of them, came in with guns ablazing, mm-hmm. Just, they were really going after. Lookout! So a desperate gun gun battle kept on, and resulting in about now. This time they counted exactly. Forty shots fired. I see. We're, we cut down on a lead. <laughs> yeah, but, well, they were running out. We sad. had better shots. Yeah. Uh, so, 40 shots fired between the parties. Henry Munson was killed. Lon Gordon was severely wounded. Curtis Dason was captured. And one Indian policeman was wounded. I see. So, the officers were okay. Only one guy got wounded. What
0: happened to Cherokee
1: Bill? We're getting to that. We only got two minutes <laughs> left. I right, no, I'm going to finish <laughs> this up. So, Cherokee Bill, Bill Cook, Thurman Baldwin and Buck Snyder were able to get away. And one guy, Gordon, later died from his injuries uh, because he had gunshots to his head and lungs. Cherokee Bill was said to have had irresistible charm and uh, was well thought of in uh, some of the sections of the territory. Cherokee Bill was a lot of times protected by loyal friends, and he had a violent reputation, so you didn't dare mess with him. But anyway, the lawmen pursued him. Uh, Hearing of his deadly accuracy and fast shooting reaction, they kind of voided him. But the Cherokees, the Creeks, and the Seminoles, uh, he moved easily through their villages because they liked him. Uh, So anyway, from the time Cherokee Bill joined the Cook brothers, he acted as though he was destined to die in two years and wanted to kill as many men as he could. Some of the fugitives who allied themselves to the Cook gang that summer of 1894 were killed in desperate fights with deputy U.S. marshals. Others were captured. Some went to the penitentiary. Cherokee Bill was executed for crimes committed in the Indian Territory at the federal jail at Fort Smith, Arkansas, March 17,
0: 1890. No, was he shot or
1: hung? It no, uh, doesn't tell me. I see. He was executed. Now, back, well, I'm going to guess back then it probably just hung. Hung him. Uh, yeah. But uh, it doesn't tell me. So which...
0: his fame uh, didn't help him.
1: It didn't help, uh, you know, another outlaw that came to a bad end, and yeah. that's the story of Cherokee Bill.
0: A dastardly
1: deed. A dastardly <laughs> deed. A dastardly deed of demons. There yeah. you go. Oh, yes. Let's get uh, it all right. Demons. Yes.
0: There you go, boy. Yes. Heavily armed,
1: but it didn't help him. No. Okay. No, no. Uh, that was a good story. Kind of a fun one I ran across. Yeah. I, uh, I like to find ones that maybe aren't so well-known. Yeah, um,
0: find another Dastardly Deed next week, would demons, you? Of Demons. Of demons. demons, yes. yes thank I, you. I'll see what I can Doctor find. Dr. History, one of the best you'll ever listen to right here on Zeb at the Ranch. Thank you very much.